Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Friday and happy Veterans Day to all who have served. You are listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The guys were filling in for Greeny this morning, so you've got Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson reunited again. It has been a minute, my friend. I am so excited we, that we have the next four hours to break down the Week 10 NFL slate. Tons of big games happening throughout the weekend in the college world, too. You can join in the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also hit Amber and I up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. My handle at Courtney R. Cronin. Amber's is at Amber W. Sports. Amber, the Packers are struggling, and the Cowboys are not. Both of these teams play each other. America's Game of the Week, 425 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. So many storylines here. The back and forth between Mike McCarthy going to face his former team. Aaron Rodgers saying now that he has an appreciation, more so than he did when he played for Mike McCarthy, and that these two remain more in touch these days than they did when they were back in Green Bay together. But nonetheless, this is a 3-6 and six Packers team that just lost to Detroit. They couldn't put up nine points against the more than nine points against the Lions last week. And they face a team that could very well go to the Super Bowl. So I don't know where to start. Start with us other than the return of Mike McCarthy this weekend, going back to the place that fired him because of his icy relationship with the quarterback. Seems now that Aaron Rodgers might realize that the grass is not always greener with a new guy in charge. Well, where I want to start real quick is also saying thank you to all the vets because you guys and gals are super rad for everything that you do with your service for this country. But when it comes to Green Bay and the Cowboys, I feel like Green Bay ruined this, right? Like, there's so many storylines. Fine. There's still the storylines as we head into this game, Courtney. But this game, this matchup was supposed to be one of the marquee matchups of the season. And it's not. Frankly, it's an afterthought because of the direction of the Packers. This is the story of two teams going in completely opposite directions. And there's just no hope for me that the Packers are going to make this thing interesting because of what you said. They couldn't make it interesting against the 31st ranked defense in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. How are they going to do it against the third ranked D in the league, right? I mean, it just to me, sure it's nice that McCarthy's going back. It's nice that we have some of these other storylines to kind of talk about, but that is the story of the game because what's going to happen on the field, frankly, I don't think it's going to be very interesting and I think that's going to be credit to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Packers have been struggling all season long. They have three wins right now. Bears, Bucks, and the Patriots, and it took them overtime to get those three wins, uh, especially that game against New England earlier this season. And I just think that you have to look at what this offense is not. And Aaron Rodgers, it's more than just not having receivers. We we know how he feels about what the team did not do at the trade deadline, even though they tried to go get Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders and get Chase Claypool, who's now with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, kudos they, for trying. I, I tried to go get Chase Claypool, too. Like, what? What is that? When do we get the leaks about the trying? I tried. Well, we get the le- <laughs> we get the leaks to find out what they were willing to give up, and apparently it wasn't enough. And I think enough. that if you're Ro- Aaron Rodgers, though, 
you still have a two-headed monster at running back. And that, to me, is something that I think that the Packers can exploit, given some of the weaknesses on a defense that doesn't have a whole ton of them. I cover the Chicago Bears for ESPN. So a couple weeks ago, I was in Dallas, and I got a chance to see what happened when you unleash David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, use your quarterback with his legs to try to figure out a way around Micah Parsons in a very good pass rush at that. Do I think it will be enough for, for the Green Bay Packers to get back on track? No. But then again, they are at home. This game is happening at Lambeau Field on Sunday. I think the line right now is four, four and a half for the Cowboys. Weirder things will have happened than the Cowboys than the Cowboys losing this game on the road at six and two right now and the Green Bay Packers pulling it off. I'm not saying I believe that would happen, but I just think that the history between these two teams, all the storylines that have been so nicely played out for us, um, Green Bay needs a win really bad. You hear Aaron Rodgers this week putting, you know, I wouldn't say putting the onus on himself, but saying he's going to bet on himself. Well, how about you bet on yourself to win a game here when it matters? Well, and how about you play well? Because he's also been part of the problem. Yeah, how about you don't throw three interceptions in the red zone? And the one when you're targeting David Bakhtiari. How's that make sense? I mean, it's unbelievable. And, And some of those, at least two of those interceptions, like they they were squarely on Rogers' shoulders, or so it appeared. And yes, there, there appears to be chemistry issues with Rogers and his receivers. That's when we go back to the conversation, hey, Rogers didn't bother to show up for OTAs. I kind of think that that whole conversation is, is overstated, Courtney. But that's the kind of scrutiny that Aaron Rodgers is under this season because of where we're at with this Green Bay team. Now, that being said, you're also talking about, you know, the back-to-back reigning MVP here. So a lot of people, I think, are still expecting, okay, will there be some sort of turning point here for Aaron Rodgers, even though there's no reason to believe it exists? Almost like what happened last week with the Bucks in 40 seconds did Tom Brady just turn his season around. With Aaron Rodgers, if he gets a win here against this Cowboys team with how good people now think this Cowboys team is with a healthy Dak Prescott, then yes, the narrative will very quickly change back around the Green Bay Packers. I just, man, I have a hard time believing this. This Dallas team is just so good. And also the Green Bay problems aren't limited to the offense. I mean, that Packers defense, like it's a middle of the league kind of defense, but that's not because of their rushing defense. Their rushing defense ranks uh, near the bottom of the league, 28th in rushing yards allowed so far this season in that rushing defense. That means Tony Pollard is going to be out there eaten, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see Zeke, but maybe him as well. It's going to be a good day for that Cowboys offense against that Packers defense. So it's not just Aaron Rodgers having issues. And certainly we saw the accuracy and chemistry issues last week with Aaron Rodgers, but it's also that Packers defense that concerns me when we're talking about a matchup with this Cowboys team. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Courtney Cronin. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. To your point about the injuries and just some of the losses that they have on defense, they lost Rashawn Gary last week against the Lions. He tore his ACL. That's the biggest casualty that they have right now on the defensive side of the ball. Romeo Dobbs, though, suffered a high ankle sprain in that loss. So there's another option who wasn't a great option, but an option nonetheless that's gone for Rodgers in the passing game. He was third in catches, second in targets, third in receiving yards. So while that loss is going to sting, you know, it's not like the Packers had much to work with there in the first place. So how potentially could Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers pull off the upset at home against a Dallas team that might be one of the best in the NFL? Here's Sam Macho, who was on Canty and Carlin this show, talking about what the Packers' only hope is against the Cowboys. Without Aaron Rodgers being Superman, they have no chance. You can talk about the running game all you want. You can talk about A.J. Dillon, talk about Aaron Jer- 
It doesn't. Without Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have no chance. This year, 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. This is the most interceptions he's thrown, tied for the most since 2016. This is not looking good for Aaron Rodgers. So I agree with you in the fact that, no, they won't be able to win. But if they do, the formula isn't, oh, we're going to run the ball and have Aaron Rodgers not be Superman. he got to be Superman, Batman, Aquaman, uh, uh, Thor, pick an Avenger. He's got to be all of them. That was Sam Macho on Get Up talking about Aaron Rodgers needing to be Superman. He has seven interceptions this season. He's embarking on the most he's ever thrown in an entire season. 36.3 QBR right now. That's 27th in the NFL. Doesn't feel like the Packers can do much unless number 12 is playing well. And you know what? He has not played well much uh, this season, certainly not in the last few weeks. How about the Cowboys, though? This team, weeks ago when Dak Prescott, Amber, was not playing – I thought that they were going to be headed towards a downward spiral and that it was going to be another lost season for Dallas. Well, they've proven that not to be the case. And some believe that this may be one of the best, if not the best Cowboys teams that we've seen in recent history. One of those people, ex-Dallas coach Jimmy Johnson, had this to say about the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. This is the best Cowboys team that I've seen. I'm still not 100% sold on Philadelphia. But, you know, the NFC's down. I think the Cowboys have as good a shot, in fact, a better shot than most anybody there. So the NFC is down. I'll agree with him on that. The fact that this is the best Cowboys team that he's ever seen, when we've seen three of them actually go and win Super Bowls, ones that I think he knows intimately well. That's a bold statement. Uh, That's a bold statement. What era are we talking about, Jimmy? Like, are you just talking about the Garrett McCarthy era? Or are we talking about when you were yourself the coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Because those 92-93 Jimmy Johnson teams, I mean, they're some of the best teams in NFL history, Courtney. So I feel like Jimmy was just being really kind there with his words. It is a good Dallas team. Like you said, it is certainly a down year for the NFL. NFC as a whole. Unfortunately for Dallas, not a down year for the NFC East. And that's why every single one of these wins matters so much. It's really easy to say at this point in the season, obviously, for all of these teams that are going to be contenders, every win, of course, matters. But it feels like it matters a little bit more for the Cowboys because of the division they're in mm-hmm. and because also they're grappling with the fact that the Eagles are sitting at the top of it. Yeah, the Eagles 8-0 right now, the Cowboys 6-2, and the Giants 6-2, and the Commanders 4-5, and the NFC East, not the NFC least that it typically is but Jimmy Johnson said something there about why he's not sold on the Eagles I want to hear a little bit more from the head, former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys on why he's not going all in on the 8-0 Philadelphia team I'm still not 100% sold on Philadelphia if you look at Philadelphia they run a little different style of offense that gives people problems right off the bat and most of their scoring comes early especially in the second quarter uh, but once a team adjusts to that different style the second half, they're playing them touch and go. Uh, and the other thing is a team playing them for the second time will be that better prepared for them. Uh, so, again, they've jumped on a bunch of teams early uh, and gotten a lead, but those teams have usually come back in the second half. So I, I, I like seeing that offense for the second time will help Dallas, and especially being at home. 
So here's the Philadelphia Eagles' remaining schedule. If you're trying to size up, can this team go 17-0, and break the 72 Dolphins' uh, undefeated record, or when their next loss may come, if at all. So they've got the Commanders this weekend. They go to Indianapolis on the 20th against Green Bay and Tennessee at home in back-to-back weeks. Then they have the Giants on the road, the Bears on the road, the Cowboys on the road, and then they finish off against the Saints and Giants at home New Year's Day and then on January 8th. Does that scream 17 and 0 to you? Well, I think they're favored in every single one of those matchups, right? So the numbers would tell you that they could easily go 17 and 0. I, I have a hard time believing it. I don't know why. This is a very good Eagles team. There are units on this team, like the O line, that are the best in the league, hands down. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is doing what he needs to do to run that offense. AJ Brown certainly one of the biggest acquisitions of the offseason. There's a lot of good to say about this Philadelphia Eagles team, and I don't want to take anything away from 8 and 0. That is a favorable schedule, absolutely, Courtney. It is possible. I just have a hard time believing it. And in part, I agree with what you just heard in that bite from Jimmy. I do think that, again, facing a Cowboys team for the second time. Yes, they beat them the first time, right? But I believe Cooper Rush was under center for that game. Now we're talking about a healthy Dak Prescott. We're talking about a very different Dallas team in that regard. There is reason to believe that, hey, a second crack at it, we might be able to get it going. There's also reason to believe, like Jimmy said, that getting these second cracks at that team, that people will kind of be able to figure things out. Hey, we need to shut down that connection between Jalen and A.J. Brown more. Uh, And I do think that it's possible. So again, yes, if we just look at the schedule and we look at it on paper and we look at the lines, then they can go 17 and 0. I, my money would not be on them doing it as, as good as they are this season. Yeah. And, and Dallas is actually favored as of right now by like the very slimmest of margins. And that game is on the road in Dallas. It's December 24th. The Eagles may have won that first game at home. Again, that was with Cooper Rush at quarterback. That was with a Cowboys team that we thought would look very different. Uh, all these weeks removed, and you know, personally, I was one of those people who did not have any faith that they could continue to win games defensively the way that they have been with Cooper Rush at quarterback or with Dak Prescott at quarterback. But they've proven a lot of people wrong. They get a chance to do that again before long before they face the Eagles for a second time when they face the Green Bay Packers coming up this week, 4:25 p.m. Eastern, America's game of the week in Week Ten. We want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bills quarterback Josh Allen has a new injury designation ahead of their matchup against the Vikings, and it's sort of unique. We're going to explain that next after Amber tells you about Vivid Seats. It's 11-11, and Vivid Seats is making your wishes come true. Our favorite ticket app is giving away $5,000 in free tickets today only to celebrate when you buy 10 tickets, you can get your 11th free thanks to Vivid Seats rewards. Head over to Vivid Seats Twitter account at twitter.com slash Vivid Seats for your chance to win. They're picking a winner at 11-11 p.m. tonight, so don't delay Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Visit vividseats.com slash rewards for reward program terms and conditions. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Courtney Cronin. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Sean McDermott moments ago had this to say about quarterback Josh Allen, who has an elbow injury, a little bit more on his designation for Sunday's game against the Vikings. We are literally in a hour-to-hour um, situation here, just looking at how he's going to progress 
through the day and as he goes through his different tests medically, um, making sure that he's able to check the boxes in a progression to where we can see if we can proceed um, through the course of the day here. I think uh, we've planned for this potentially um, right from the start. And uh, so we'll see where it goes. Josh needs to be Josh. Um, if he's able to play and if Case plays, then Case needs to be Case and run the offense. There was a whole lot of nothing said in that soundbite mm-hmm. from Sean McDermott where Josh Allen needs to check all the boxes to see if he can maybe potentially throw the football the way he needs to, blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing. But the official designation is that he is questionable for Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. There's video I'm watching, and I'm laughing about this right now. He was at Bill's practice today. He was limited. There was no brace or sleeve, Amber, on his right elbow, which is the injured one. It had tape on it, but apparently once he notices cameras are filming him, he just sprints out of the team's field house, goes to the locker room. Maybe that's by design. Maybe this is a little gamesmanship in here. The Bills are 0-2. You know, they're 0-2 in the AFC East right now. Can they win the division without Josh Allen? No, I don't believe that. Can they beat the Minnesota Vikings without Josh Allen? Yes, And I think that if you have any sort of lingering questions about whether this is going to get him even more hurt or potentially re-injure it or slow him up for those division games that are important at the end of the year, a team that wants home field advantage in the postseason, I think you play it safe and don't play him this weekend. Uh, Winning the division matters, obviously. Home field advantage matters. Meeting a 7-1 Vikings team matters. It all matters. However, none of it matters like Josh Allen's availability in the postseason. And so if you are risking that in any way, if you're the Bills, you're absolutely careful here. Now, Allen hasn't missed a game since 2018. Remember the last time he missed games was because of a UCL injury in his right elbow. He has had the elbow problems before. Back then it cost him four games, I believe. Hopefully this time they wouldn't need that kind of time for Josh Allen. But what you're trying to do is protect him for the postseason because this is a Buffalo team with Super Bowl aspirations, and it's one that I believe those aspirations are very, very realistic, but you're not going to get there without a healthy Josh Allen. I do think you can float in the meantime. It's not like you don't have a viable backup, Courtney. You know all about that. With this yeah, team. Case Keenum. And I just want to remind, remind people that Case Keenum has not only won big games, he's done it with Stephon Diggs, who's number one receiver on the Buffalo Bills. Go back to the Miracle game in 2017 and you know that entire season that Case Keenum was playing in place of Teddy Bridgewater, really of Sam, of Sam Bradford, and then kind of kept Teddy Bridgewater from getting his job back because he kept winning and they kept playing really well with Keenum at quarterback. Like, that's what earned him his recognition as more than just a viable backup, that he's somebody that can step into the fold if needed, and he can do things that sound just like this if called upon. He won a couple games in Cleveland last season as well. I mean, 2017 was a long time ago. But yes, Case Keenum has been that guy in the league for a long time that you can call on him when you need to to keep things afloat. And he says that, you know, obviously he's getting more reps this week, but otherwise the preparation's the same. The receivers have said that nothing's really changed as far as they can tell with the game plan. So I don't know if it matters terribly when we're talking about this matchup, Mm -hmm. whether it's Josh Allen under center or whether it's Case Keenum under center, just from the perspective, obviously it would be easier to be a very good 
Minnesota team with Josh Allen under center. But from the perspective of where this puts the Bills overall, you know, it's far more important to go ahead and protect that elbow. Yeah, and I mean, the Vikings defense and their pass rush has been really good this season. So if you run any risk of re-injury of Josh Allen not being able to play in more games, I think that you just try to play this thing as cautious as possible. But it's, he's hour by hour. I have never heard that designation. That it's is not an be official minute by designation. Minute by the time we get to Sunday, second this, by second. This is going right up until the time that inactives are announced. So if you are a fantasy owner of Josh Allen, mm-hmm. you will be constantly refreshing your phone on Sunday morning trying to figure out the latest. I think the safe play here is you let him sit one week to heal up that elbow. But he was limited in practice this week. It's not like he wasn't practicing. It sounds like it's a pain management thing and something he's going to be able to work through ESPN's Chris Mortensen reported Monday that it is a right elbow injury. It's a UCL ligament, ulnar collateral ligament, and the related nerves around that. So while his status does remain uncertain for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings, he was practicing, albeit in limited capacity. Thursday night football was a dud yet again. Panthers-Falcons. I don't know how many people stayed up to actually watch the finish of that one. But hey, guess what? The NFC South is a total mess and we already knew that it was. Our next guest is in, was in the house for that game. We're going to ask him if anyone wants to take control of that division and more. Coming up next, you're listening to Candy and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson. In for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Christine Lisi, our fabulous Sports Center update anchor and noted Bills fan, arguably the biggest Bills fan at ESPN Radio, so even keel that I can't tell whether she's nervous about the Josh Allen questionable designation for the weekend, if we've got faith that Case Keenum can pull out this win against his former team, the Minnesota Vikings. Um... I wish Christine could give me a little bit more, like, let me know, like, the panic meter, should Bills fans be panicking? Because it doesn't sound like she is, but also, she's a professional, so uh, there's that. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, joins Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jeremy, we just heard from Sean McDermott that it's going to be an hour-by-hour prognosis for 
Bills quarterback Josh Allen going forward with the elbow injury. What insight do you have as of right now about how they're actually approaching this behind the scenes and whether he's going to get a fair chance to go on Sunday? Yeah, Courtney, so he, he is wanting to play. He's pushing to play. Now, whether the team actually lets that happen or if they can convince Josh that that's in his best interest is another thing. Um, but the fact that he was out there uh, today was a good sign because it was looking like he was going to have to go all week without a single practice snap. So he at least got out there and, and did a, a little bit of work. And so they'll probably take this uh, well into the weekend. And there could be some gamesmanship going on when the reporters went in there to check out the end of practice, Josh Allen was running off. Uh, and so yeah, I know the Vikings talking to the people over there, they expect him to play, uh, but they don't really know. So uh, Sean McDermott's taking full advantage of the situation, regardless of uh, which direction it goes. Jeremy, you were in the house last night for that NFC South matchup that we got between the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, maybe not the matchup that everybody was vying for. Certainly a keeping up with the reputation there for Thursday night football. But does anybody want to win this division? What do you make of the NFC South at this point in the season generally? Yeah, Amber, that had to be one of the worst games I've ever seen live. I mean, it was just a tough watch. Um, and it was a that entire vision that nobody seems to want to take. You know, this clearly opens the door over Tom Brady and the Bucks to feeling a little better about themselves that they've been last week. Um, you know, they know they have a long way to go and are, are uneasy in several spots, but, you know, they feel like with the best quarterback in the division, most playmakers, clearly the most talent in the division, uh, that they should be able to shake it out. And so, you know, even the Panthers, it's funny, though. I talked to uh, running back Deontay Foreman last night. He's like, hey, we've beaten everybody in the division. Uh, we've got all three wins are, are in the NFC South. So, you know, we still have a chance. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, joins Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson here on Canty and Carlin. I have a question about the Atlanta Falcons' offensive identity because we're 10 weeks into this thing, and I don't think we know what that actually is because they go into this game second in rushing attempts to the Chicago Bears. So running the ball was temporarily their identity, but it didn't feel like they were doing enough of that. And there's kind of been this call to get Kyle Pitts and Drake London the ball more. Like, why why this discrepancy all these weeks in? Why can't they seem to figure out what they are one way or the other? Yeah, well, typically teams will tell you how they feel about a player or what kind of players they have by what system they run, right? So when you're running the ball three, four times a game, that does say something about Marcus Mariota, fair or not. Um, Either Marcus or maybe some of the playmakers they have that are young that figure, hey, it's just best to control the ball with the run all these weeks. Where last week, they just really didn't get it going on the ground. And so when you don't have it going, then Marcus Mariota tends to want to force the issue which he said last night has been a problem in his career when he tries to um, make something happen when, when something's not there, he gets in trouble. And so that's pretty much what happened last night. You know, he, he just got stretched too thin. And, you know, this is a team that, that uh, is in the second year of a clear two-year transitional period. The new GM and head coach, Arthur Smith, uh, next year have a bunch of cap space. They can start over, so to speak. Uh, but for now, they have a bridge quarterback and some bridge parts. And that's what you get. You get some nights like last night. 
Jeremy, you and Dan Graziano have an article on ESPN.com on, on the plus side predicting NFL Week 10 upsets plus the weekly buzz. You get into all sorts of stuff from around the league. It's a hilarious back and forth. You were more kind, though, than Dan was when it came to the Green Bay Packers because I feel like at the end of your analysis in this article, you gave like a slimmer of hope there. Like, hey, a sub-500 team could make it. Uh, is, that, is that what the Packers are, are banking on here? And do you think these rumors about Jordan Love have any validity whatsoever yeah so amber i just i still go back to what i thought in the preseason i, I thought this is, would be a really good team a double digit win type team that's not going to happen now um but I, I i still am a little bullish on them I, I don't know why uh that defense is loaded with talent there's just been like a weird communication breakdowns on the back end and um, they just haven't been comfortable here. I think it's partly a steam thing. There's just something that's off. Um, but that defense has a chance to still be dominant. And then, you know, I was still banking on Aaron Rodgers, who going into the year was largely considered the best quarterback in the NFL, to make all this work. And, uh, you know, the the issue of Devontae Adams being gone was, was, was clearly going to be a factor, but it was a bigger factor than anybody could have imagined. And so now they just have to, like, I, I, you look at their schedule, where's the win? I mean, they got the Cowboys this week. They got a bunch of good teams coming up. So I, I just don't know how they're going to turn it around, but they're just going to have to probably get a little lucky, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play better, and his receivers are going to have to play better. They're 3-6 and six right now. Rodgers has seven interceptions on the season. You can tell every time he talks he's not happy about what's going on. Beyond this year, if things continue down this trend, of them losing games and his receivers dropping passes and there's being blame put out everywhere. Where does Aaron Rodgers play next year? Is he in Green Bay or is he forcing his way out to go somewhere else? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you know, that's, that's a great question, Courtney, because, I, I mean, it's, it's a massive amount of money. Uh, I think he's sitting on $58 million or whatever is next year. That, I mean, the, the dead money they would have to try to get out of is, is just absurdly big. So um, there would have to be some concessions on one side or the other to make that happen. And I don't know if Rodgers would be eager to do that. Um, you know, he's talked openly about retiring. Maybe he would do that before anything else. You know, I think if Denver – had made the Russell Wilson deal, that would still be a natural fit. I still think Denver would have done that in March if, if Green Bay would have traded Aaron. Um, you know, maybe think of like the Saints. Uh, you know, New York Giants could be fun. You know, they're up and coming team. Daniel Jones in a contract year. 
Uh, you know, th- there would certainly be options uh, for one of the best passers on the planet, but I don't know. I have a hard time thinking that they'll divorce just because they've had a few losses, but maybe I'm naive right now. He's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, joining Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson here on Canty and Carlin. Jeremy, thanks for the time as always. Hey, thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Amber. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more about the Keys to Progress at keystoprogress.com. Coming up next, has Jalen Hurts overtaken Dak Prescott as the better quarterback? Our own Chris Canty offered his opinions on Get Up this morning, and you're going to hear those next here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Crone and Amber Wilson sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. You heard the open right there, Get Up to Get Down. Chris Canty, our usual co-host here on Canty and Carlin, had this to say in agreement with Bart Scott, who went on Get Up yesterday, that Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, has overtaken Dak Prescott as the better quarterback in the NFL. Here's what Canty had to say about what Bart said. What more does Jalen Hurts have to show you in order for us to buy into him being a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? He's a better runner. He's a more dynamic player. And the work that he put in this past offseason in the West Coast with Tom House, the quarterback coach, is paying dividends now. They added A.J. Brown, but the biggest difference in Jalen Hurts in this Eagles passing game is his accuracy in the intermediate and the deep routes down the field. That is impressive, and and I'll say this. Mm -hmm. I mean, the tape don't lie. All we have to do is look at the tape with Jalen Hurts. Look at the tape. It's a clear difference in terms of the player's impact on his team's success. They're two different quarterbacks, though, and you have to look at sample size because what Bart Scott Amber was was going, what he said on Get Up was that numbers don't lie. That Dak Prescott's not a top ten quarterback. Jalen Hurts has surpassed him. I get that you're looking at it through the lens of NFC East quarterbacks, probably the hierarchy and where you rank each one. But Dak Prescott has played three games this season because he hurt, you know, he had a thumb injury that he had to come back from week one and plays week eight and nine or seven and eight and then had, you know, the bye week last week. So this is the first time we will see the Cowboys uh, in action since the bye when they play the Green Bay Packers. I just can't really get behind the Jalen Hurts hype train just yet, considering he's in his second year as a starter. And he's just a different type of quarterback than Dak Prescott. Like, to me, the sample size here is what we're looking at, and there might be a little bit too much recency bias behind a quarterback of a team that has a team that's 8-0 right now. Chris Canty started out that soundbite saying, what else does Jalen Hurts have to do to prove to you he's better than Dak Prescott? And the answer to that, Chris Canty, is that he has to play more football games. Dak Prescott has played 50 more games as a starter than Jalen Hurts has. You mentioned how little we've seen Dak this season. Yes, by the numbers, by most of the numbers, Jalen has better numbers than Dak does this season. But again, it's three games versus what we've seen from Jalen Hurts. By the numbers, career wise in all the categories, Dak Prescott leads in just about every single category. And the reason for that, obviously, again, is larger sample size and the fact that Jalen wasn't this Jalen last season. And I don't know why we're pretending like he was. He's phenomenal this season. The Eagles have done a bang up job building around Jalen Hurts, putting him in a position 
for success. I'm not trying to take anything away from that and from what Jalen has done. But when you're talking about Jalen, uh, the quarterback that last season, Courtney, was 22nd in the league in passer rating in Jalen Hurts. He was 26th in the league in completion percentage in Jalen Hurts. Like, it is a different guy this season. I understand that. But that is a very small sample size compared to the sample size that I have from Dak Prescott overall to know that Dak Prescott is a quality quarterback. We can go ahead and we can banter about where he fits in that top 10 or if he's just outside of it, fine. But with Jalen, it's far harder to analyze. This season, last season, tale of different seasons when it comes to Jalen Hurts. And by the way, those are the two seasons we've got to evaluate the guy. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Courtney Cronin. This is Canty and Carlin. Like, the improvement Jalen Hurts has made, he's a third-year pro, but remember that first season he didn't play a lot because Carson Wentz was still their quarterback. But the improvement from last season, which really came about midway through the season when Philadelphia said, you know what, let's take the weight off of our quarterback. Let's start running the ball more because we have a good offensive line. We have a good running back room. Let's start putting more onus on that group to help open up things in the passing game. Jalen Hurts is a different quarterback than Dak Prescott. I mean, he's not going – like last year he checked the ball down 23 times. Uh, that's – a complete stark difference from where he is right now, where instead of checking the ball down, he's going to take off with his legs. He's in that class of Lamar Jackson, of Justin Fields, of quarterbacks that can kill you with their rushing attack. And that's where the biggest threat comes. And that's not taking anything away from Dak Prescott. I think that they're two different types of quarterbacks. And the receiving core around Jalen Hurts is better, I think, than what Dak Prescott has around him. He's making strides, but to go all in and say this guy is, you know, a better quarterback than somebody who's been playing for quite some time. Obviously, injuries have always been, you know, what's held Dak Prescott up throughout his career in the NFL. But at this time, I think it's too early to go in and see, you know, where the discrepancies are between the two. You know what the good chance that they will have to do that when these two teams, you know, inevitably because of how the NFC is shaping up this year, face off in the NFC championship game in a couple months. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are taking on the Packers in Lambeau, and that will be a hot ticket. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats. To celebrate 11-11, they're giving away $5,000 today on Twitter. Visit twitter.com slash vividseats for your chance to win. Are the Seahawks for real? Can they make a playoff run? We discuss next, Kenny and Carlin.